Welcome to Talking Giants, Bucks 25, Giants 23. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. I mean, I don't know how this long <laughs> this podcast will go, because I, I, there's really not a ton to say. Um, We opened up the offense downfield. There were shots to be had. There was some good plays. The offensive line held up great in pass protection. They were running the ball. And, you know, as a guy who believes in Daniel Jones and have point, like, you know, we try to stay level-headed and point out things, like point out the reality, not just be like, app quarterback, head coach, fire both. Or when they win, it's like, up oh, only quarterback, head coach. But this is a game where it's just eight, let the team down. Daniel Jones completely said, let the team down in this game. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And it's, and it was Dumb mental mistakes. Just not getting rid of the ball. Like the first interception, Slayton's wide open for a touchdown. You know what? Sometimes you miss guys like that. But then to while you while you're being draped, just throw up a duck and that gets intercepted. And then the second one, the you know, is very similar. It's like it's second and five, dude. You're in their territory. Why are you trying to force the throw while you're being brought to the ground? And it ends up screwing them. The two point inversion. I get like the throw before that was beautiful and it was amazing. But he was late. He was late on that two-point conversion. And, you know, refs did suck today, but he was late on that throw. He shouldn't have come down to the throws. Um, and that's what's frustrating. Hi, Justin. Hi, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's frustrating from my point of view the the one thing that i was really frustrated with jones more probably more than his decision making today was the pocket awareness pocket mobility this dude has all the mobility in the world he has all the athleticism in the world you know especially when you know we we made all the jokes and we talked all about him running 23 miles an hour and he's faster than lamar blah 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 well to see him as a statue in a pocket and to see him situationally when Camp Fleming is doing a good enough job of washing out an edge rusher to the outside, and Daniel Jones just steps into that edge rusher instead of extending a play to his right or to his left, which when when Jones does extend a play at times to his right or to his left, you saw it. I remember there was a play with Shepard tonight. It moves the chains, and you see it all the time in the NFL with other quarterbacks, how when quarterbacks can extend plays with their legs, and keep the ball in their hands more and get away from the interior part of the offensive line, good things can typically happen. Um, so you talked about throwing the ball down the field. Bobby, all season, the thing that we've been saying is Jason Garrett is holding Daniel Jones back. That's basically been our message. Well, today, out of 41 passing attempts, 10 passing attempts went for more than 10 yards, and Daniel Jones completed three of them one for a touchdown towards the end of the game, Golden Tate, and the other was a bad interception. So we've been clamoring for it all year. We've been clamoring for it to see more of it. And while Jones has been largely efficient throwing the ball down the field, the one game where they really let him rock and roll and do it, such a bad look when it's as bad as it was today. Yeah, I mean, this was... We talked about before the game, the path to victory, this this. Bucks team is going to blitz the crap out of us. And at like one point in the fourth quarter, they had blitzed us like 73% of the time, which is like a record amount. It's like, that means man coverage. That means there's going to be shots to be taken. And there were. 
There were. We ran double moves for the first time all year, and they were there. And he just had miss, 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 man. It's frustrating. And, you know, big picture-wise, you know, after two games, because you know how people are. People, it's just, you lose your mind. There's no patience for anything. But we said, you get a whole season to play out. Well, we're halfway through the season. And instead of this being the signature game of like, hey, this is why we like Jones. He has five bad plays that are why people are like, hey, this is why we don't like Jones. You know? And... Right now, we'd have the second overall pick. And if the second half of the season like this is, we will be evaluating quarterbacks, and we will be talking about, do the Giants take a quarterback in the draft? That's what That will be the conversation yep. every day from January 1st till April 26th or whenever the, the damn draft is. That will be the conversation every day. Every day. That's the way the NFL works, and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 typically a patient pod. I mean, we and... are, you know, like, pe- like people who like to jump like after one game's like, ah, that's it, I've seen enough, you know, like that's still dumb, you know. And I get it, like, like being patient is the right thing to do, but after eight games, it doesn't look good. Yeah, you know, and you're hoping for some things to be turned around, but they're not. They're not, and that's that's the that's the unfortunate part, and the the also the unfortunate thing is. You know, last week it could have been the team's signature moment, right? Where this week it could have been Jones's signature moment, but the, I, I felt this was Garrett's best game that he called so he far this the, year. He opened the playbook I up. I loved, I loved what Jason Garrett was doing between play action, getting Jones outside the pocket from time to time, getting him away from the interior part of the line, and that was designed. Play action with RPO. Sometimes it's tough to tell, and it's tough for a simple-minded fan like myself to tell when something is just play action or something is RPO. Seemed like both things were being ran often. Darius Slayton was used on more than one route, which that's a streak route, you know, over the sideline. He was actually being used on like that Odell Beckham slant, which resulted on some yards after the catch. Sterling Shepard was used in some fun ways. Sterling Shepard unfortunately had an overthrow. To on the left sideline to Sterling Shepard, which was just off of his fingertips, which reminded me of a play um, against the Vikings last year where Sterling Shepard, uh, where Daniel Jones overthrew Shepard for a touchdown. <sighs> Insanity. It's, you know, we're repeating the same things over and over again. I'm pretty even keel after this game, and I'm not really mad. I'm not really frustrated. Obviously, Jones is the thing that's making us bang our head against the table, but. This was the most prepared the New York football Giants as a team looked to play a game today. And they played that game against the NFC favorites right now in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's credit to Joe Judge. That's credit to Patrick Graham. And that's even credit to Jason Garrett. And with how many rookie starters on the offensive line playing at some points. Yeah, it every seems like every position group played good tonight besides the quarterback position. Um, yeah, this, this which is be very important. Like the most fun episode because like everything went well. Andrew Thomas is like, is Andrew Thomas only good on Monday night? Um, Shane Lemieux comes in and looks good. You know, obviously, you know we're only seeing it from TV, and you go back and look at it, so there'll be things that we missed and and stuff. But it seemed like the like they got the crap lifts out of them. The O line held up. There was time, 
and we've been asking for shots, and the shots should have been there all year. You know what I'm saying? Like the playbook, you know, one game doesn't make up for a bunch of you know bad play calling. But it's like, man, we open up the playbook, we take chances, and we don't execute from the quarterback spot. And that's why it's like we could, there's all this stuff to talk about. But at the end of the day, like what we were talking, like this is a quarterback-driven league, and we'll talk about the quarterback. Yeah. I'm throwing my yeah, phone. Jones's vibrating. Jones's time before the release in the first half, like this was something that was like flashing red lights. Like, whoa, this is extremely significant. His time before the release in the first half was two point one four seconds. That has to be a record for him. That that has to be a record. He was so decisive. He was so efficient with the ball. Garrett was putting everything around him to go beautifully and perfectly. Bobby, they were going up-tempo. They were going no huddle. I actually heard Jones calling things out at the line of scrimmage, which that was one of the first times that I ever really heard Jones consistently throughout an entire game call things out at the line of scrimmage. So that was the first half. And then in the second half, Jones actually finished up his average time to throw before the release was 2.84 seconds. So Bobby... The, the the time to throw in the second half had to be way over three seconds, which that tells me in an offense that is not consistently pushing the ball down the field, because even though the Giants, they threw the ball 10, 10 times more than 10 yards down the field, that's, in, in my definition, that's still not really expanding the field, you know, throwing the ball 20 yards down the field. In an offense that still is very dink and dunk, when you're holding onto the ball for more than three seconds, that is inefficiency at its best. So you can point that to Daniel Jones's decision making. I can definitely point that to Daniel Jones's poor pocket presence. Um, you can point it to a lot of bad things. Yeah, I wouldn't put too much into like the because obviously like that last drive, there's times like where it's like that fourth down, he had the ball for like six, seven seconds. And but anyways, yeah, I get, but I do agree with what you're saying. But I mean, it's just hard to talk anything else about the QB, and we kind of like hate that, you know, where it's like. All right, let's let's only talk about the cute. Like that's what sports radio, sports podcasts turn into with football. But like, we can't talk about how good Andrew Thomas was today, and how Shane Lemieux looks real deal, um, and you know Nick Gates pancaking dudes, Shepard and Slayton being open, Ingram playing a really good game, like having uh, um, the defense, like loving Patrick Grant. Like it just it sucks to talk about. Like I don't know, like. We just finished the podcast at 12 minutes? No. We got to move to the defense side of the ball. Um, well, can we talk about Andrew Thomas? I was very I, happy I, with him today. And I was so ready to yeah. speak of going at next. I was going to go at JPP's neck. Like, you talked all that trash. You need to do a damn thing in this game except for have a sack on a redirect, which is like anybody walks their ass into that play. You didn't do nothing. Like, he didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing. He had like two good plays. And they were all down the field. I mean, that that I I will say it was cool to see. I mean, also JPP those two plays that he made were like game changing plays because one of them he he ran down Sterling Shepard, which could have gone for even a bigger gain than what it already did. Um, unlike unlike where Daniel Jones ran to one side of the field, but then it was like a reverse toss over screen. Yeah, or but something that's like not that. like oh, Jason some- Paul. This is who like pass rusher. That's like okay, cool. You made a hustle. No, play. no, no. I understand. I understand what you're saying, but it, it was fun to see JPP make a play 
like it was 2011 because he made those plays left and right in 2011. And I think that was that was cool yeah. to see. Um, so that's that's something. I think teams blitzing um, like the Bucks did almost plays into the Giants' offensive line's hand. Where it's like we're not going to do any stunts. We're not, you know, and it's going to be like, hey, you're going to have to get the ball out quick. And that's where it's like the O line was good. It's like the, you know they had some stunt, they had some different stuff that to pick up. But I mean, the two sacks, the one was on Dion Lewis on the where he didn't pick, have the blitz pickup. And then the second one was, you know, Jones running up in the pocket and being tackled one yard behind the line of scrimmage. And the team, and we got the the crap blitzed out of us. A record blitz rate. Yeah. A record blitz rate. At one point, it was like 73%, like well into the fourth quarter. A record blitz rate. And they did a great job holding up. Like I said, everybody kind of showed up today besides eight. I mean, Shepard yeah. was getting open. Um, that one throw they were saying like he looked back and like tried to track the ball too early and kind of had alligator arms. Yeah, but if 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 that was the one throw we were looking at for Jones on it, be like okay, like you know that that happens. But you know Slayton was getting open, making plays. In, like Ingram, Ingram had a really good game. He should have had a touchdown. He had that yeah. fingertip catch, where it's like finally we connect. And that's the other thing is the interceptions were in their territory. Like they were in their territory, second and five. Yeah, like you're, you're almost like you'd be like, I like we'll take a field goal here. We'll take a field goal here. Yeah, Gallman. I'm waiting to just be like a very proud Gallmanite, but I just can't. I don't have the the excitement to do it after a loss. Yeah, I, I was I was frustrated with how the one thing I was frustrated with Garrett tonight was running the ball on second and long. Uh, that was very frustrating, and I also can't stand this narrative. Of, oh, why are they running it so much, especially on a on a second and long, with three minutes to go? I I was on Periscope. I lost my crap. Excuse the language that I was about to say. I lost my mind when there was three minutes to go, with the Giants had no timeouts left, and on second and long, the Giants ran the ball. Um, so again, nit- nitpicking point out of this because. Daniel Jones' decision-making, Daniel Jones's pocket awareness, and Daniel Jones's accuracy were three of the biggest storylines today. And usually um, usually one of them is a storyline heading, heading off of a game, and you can deal with it. And you can deal with, okay, you know, maybe he missed a deep ball here, and it's a talking point. You can deal with that. Um, usually... The ball, the ball security and the turnovers is a, is a talking point of one game. And it's like, all right, fix it next week. Um, pocket, pocket awareness, pocket presence. He takes too many sacks. Okay. That's one talking point this week. We'll deal with the next week. No, it was a, it was a, it was a cluster F of everything. I really want to curse. And it's like, and what's frustrating is like, we try, like we try to do as much homework as possible. And it's like, oh, look, they're defending him again. It's like, no, we're actually, we're just like, we're literally showing you the stuff. Like we're like, I'm showing you the all 22. I'm showing you what's happening. But this is like a game where there's just there's, and then it's like, oh, you're admitting it. It's like no, it's like this game was putrid. It's like we're not admitting it, so we're calling it like we see it. But anyways, I, I, I should yeah let people I don't know determine the way I talk. Um, anyways, screw everyone. How, I I just want to take this mason jar and just drive it through someone's face. I really do. Wow, I do. Wow, that's where you're at. I do. I do. 
That's where you're at. There's an election tomorrow. Much bigger issues. We should stop worrying about the Giants. Vote for us. Yeah, that's not going to be as fun tomorrow or today when you're listening. I guess we'll talk about the defense. I love Patrick Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There there was, and and I guess, again, I'll kind of repeat the same point that I said a couple minutes ago anyway. Um, This football team, but particularly on the defensive side of the ball, came ready to rock and roll today. Came ready to rock and roll. Bobby, is Patrick Graham going to be a head coach somewhere? Because at, we at suck this and rate, they're not at gonna, this they're rate, not gonna, he, it's just like you, they're going to look defensive coordinator team sucks. It won't happen at this rate, man. How, how, how can he not, how can he not, you know, it was so clear and obvious that he was trying to hide Yidium's weaknesses. And even he, Yadium, Yidium, Maybe the announcers the, had it right. They called him Yidium. Yidium. Um, you know, we've never really figured out how to pronounce his name. I, that's the take I had. Look, maybe the announcers are right. Like they're the ones who have it right. Yeah, maybe they are right. That was the one thing they had right. Um, tonight is is Isaac Isaac Yadayam's last name, even though Russell Shepard um, was the reason Shepherd. why. Uh, <laughs> Russell Shepard was the reason why Daniel Jones missed on that deep ball to the left we side. Did line. get screwed by the refs but, too, man. Like that Bradbury PI's bullcrap. There's a PI. Offensive pass interference. That's the most frustrating one. Because the other ones, it's like you talk about it. It's like I watched the NFL and teams run the craziest of rub routes. Like flat out picks where they block plays. And we just run mesh. We run mesh. Mesh has been ran forever. Whereas you have just three guys. You have one guy crossing. The other two crossing. It's in a line. It's mesh. It's not a pick play. Like that's not even like a by the letter of the law. Like you know how they'll run like a slant and... And it'll run into the guy. Like, that's not what mesh is. I don't understand how we continue to get called for it. Is it just because Levine Toilolo is so big? Is that what it is? Is it like, oh, there's an offensive line in downfield? Like, I don't. That's so frustrating. I And I, I'm saying I watch the craziest of rub routes every week. And we get called for that crap. Uh, with the two-point conversion in the end zone, here's my stance on that. Two things. Number one. Antoine Winfield doesn't turn his head to make a play on the ball. And he doesn't, it was clear and obvious that he was not even playing like off of the eyes of Deion Lewis. Because you can make, oh, well, Justin, Yadam and James Bradbury, when they had their pass deflections against Buccaneers wide receivers, they didn't turn their head to make the play, make a play on the ball either. But you could see the differences is that they are, but they're making a play, a clear and obvious play on the ball, even though they don't turn their head. Winfield, it was just pure luck that he had his arm there and he shielded the ball from getting to Deion Lewis. So that's number one. And number two, when you throw the flag in a critical moment like that, go with your gut. Go with your gut. Obviously, it's on Jones. The ball needs to that's be there why it can't be too, a man. split second earlier. Ball, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like Monday. It's not Monday morning quarterbacking to say that ball is late. Like, they snap that ball, and it's like, he's late. He's late. Like, I hope it works out. But it's like, before the ball even hit the Lewis's hands, like, that was late. That was late. So, that's why I can't be... That's why I'm not, like, railing against the refs, you know? Because, like, it's... Our, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not either. But... 
but on the defensive side of the ball, man, Patrick Graham, he, I didn't we say like I feel like we got to play cover two against this te- like two high safeties against the team and force them to run the ball and let our D line make the stops in the run game, and that's exactly what happened on third down. We mixed yep. things up. Um, we had good coverage, and because Brady is not, you know, he's very slow. He's a QB to where it's like we can get coverage sacks against him. Where it was like you know. Wentz, you're not really going to get those cover sacks because you make a crazy play. Hell, even Trubisky, you're not going to get those cover sacks. But against Brady, you can get those. And it happened. And he mixed things up. You know, like it was just a very well uh, called game by Patrick Graham. Um, I mean, they had what, 25 points? You know? And. Yeah. Which that Tampa offense is really good. But it was like we just kind of put, we put our defense in bad situations. So, I uh, you know, in, pa- in Patrick Graham, yeah. I trust. Even if they didn't play good today. Like, I, I'm at a point where it's just in Patrick Graham, I trust. Felt like Blake Martinez had a really good game. Felt like Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers had an out-of-world yeah. game. Really making plays on the football. Really making some nice tackles and nice plays up towards the line of scrimmage. Bradbury, you felt like, had a really good game. Um... Leonard Williams gets in there with the sack. Dalvin Tomlinson, gosh, what a what a interesting <laughs> off season and end of the season it's going to be in terms of the Leonard Williams Dalvin Tomlinson conversation that continues to evolve because they're both balling out. Um, it's disappointing that Dexter Lawrence, you know, Dexter Lawrence is probably making plays that just doesn't get just just doesn't go on the uh, the box score, um, the stat sheet, but he still needs to make more plays. Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin combined for a sack, which that's fun. Yeah. And who was that? Uh, who, who Trent Harris? Yeah. Trent Harris, I thought, had re- some really nice, noteworthy plays in the first half, it's, which is bizarre that we just signed two guys off the street. Um, one of them had noteworthy good plays, and Cam Brown is a sixth-round developmental project. And Carter Coughlin is a seventh rounder developmental project, and they all contributed. Yeah, today. Carter had some nice bull rushes. All contributed today. Carter Carter might get it's, some it's real bizarre. reps. It's bizarre what this. It's bizarre what this defense has been able to do. And the thing is, is that they still can't really get off the field. They just don't allow touchdowns at a very high rate. They they allow field goals, and that keeps the team in games. Yeah. I have an update. I have an update. I had the stat on Daniel Jones for over 10 yards. Daniel Jones throwing the ball for over 20 yards was one for six. No, I'm sorry. Two, two for six. And then one, because one of them was the touchdown to tape. Two for six. So. Not great. That's not great. Not great. What do we do? What are we supposed to do? I can't continue to talk about this team. One in seven. All right, who? All right, who do? Who do we? Who, all right, because Bobby, 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 Bobby. Do you feel better about the direction of the football team? No, because the quarterback played horrible. No, you don't. Okay, I, I was trying. I was trying to get something out of you, out from you. I, I agree, that, like because like you said, this is a quarterback-driven league. Um, I'm just 
I think I was coming from a place where I was not expecting a lot. I was not expecting anything. I was expecting a blowout, and I was expecting just to be... I was expecting to be miserable, and I am miserable right now. But the fact the team played that well against such a great football team, and I still do think the Bucks have the best chance out of any team in the NFC of going to the Super Bowl, making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The fact that we played but, that well. I, I I know we're not, you know, we we went into this year, Bobby, talking about we're not just going to solely be evaluating this team on win, wins and losses. We said it. Even though it's very tough, even though it's so tough, and I'm so done with that take, heading into a season, I will no longer be having the take of we're heading into a season not necessarily evaluating off of wins and losses because it's impossible. You you can't you can't do it when you're in the moment. You can say when it before it happens, but you can't say it in the moment. But this was one of those games where, as a franchise and as direction of the organization as a whole, outside of the general manager with the coaching staff and how the players performed under the coaching staff, I feel very good. I feel very good this week. Talk to me next week. Yeah, the issue is that I'm not heartbroken. You know? Like that last drive, I just, there was no, I was no nervousness. There was no excitement. And I was just like, ah, let's see what happens. Like I didn't celebrate when he had the touchdown to Tate. I was just like, let me, let's see what happens with the two-point conversion. If they would have made the two-point conversion, like, all right, we'll probably lose in overtime. There was just, I just had, it was the first time I wasn't like, like, you know? And that's, that's the worrisome thing. And just people are dicks, dude. Yeah. Like, I really hate on like Twitter. I know it's a stupid thing to say. It's super unrelatable. But I really do hate it. I really do hate it. It makes me, like, it's just something about, like, people who don't know you saying things. Like, I know this is, this is total, like, stupid problems. I know. I know this sounds dumb and out of touch. But it just makes me want to just drive my fist through their temple. It really does. I'm going to tell you this, and I've told you this before. You're 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 a little bit more popular than me on the on the Twitter sphere, and you know you, you, I'm sure you get a lot more replies than I do. Do not let other people ruin your viewing experience I of know. football. Let the football team let the football team ruin your viewing experience. I know, of football. and I hate what I'm saying right because now. because you're. I hate what I'm saying right now. I hate when other people say that stuff. I think it's like, dude, shut up, grow up. But it is frustrating. And you know me. I'm quick-tempered. Like someone who said something like, oh, ho, ho, and I was so close to being like, I should knock your dumb ass. Like, I wish I could see you in person. Um, you say that. I, I just almost went off. But I was like, you know what? I'm Be a good person, Bobby. I've been getting very triggered by people saying that we're difficult to look at. Which I know is true, I by don't the get way. That. You don't need to tell me. I've only seen the one. It's that one guy. I told him the SRD. Well, it, it's it's come up it's come up in multiple times. Instagram, it's now happened on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, did I already I say Twitter? Care. That's it, that it, it came up today, and I and I blocked. I block. I block. No, because it, it usually doesn't bother. Like I know, I know, I know we're not the easiest I people to look at. You know, and I know I've I've had a I've had a few double cheeseburgers in my time. You know what I mean? But it's now gotten to a point where I'm like, all right, well, you you feel bold enough to say this about me? You're done. So that's where I've been that's getting. That's true. Um, that's Should where we I've just been be like giant insider and just start blocking people? 
All right, this is a horrible conversation. No, we, we should sound not. Like dicks right now. We sound like out of touch douches. No, no, we should not. This this is not why people are voting for us for president. It's... What do you mean out of touch? I'm not out of touch. I'm talking about being fat, and I'm uh, and I'm know, embracing I it. That's not. I think that's the opposite of out of that's touch. That's why you need to move down to Florida, and we'll we'll work out. Um, yeah. Vote for us. Can we have fun with that tomorrow? Like, can we? Because the election's crazy. It's stressful I'm... for a lot of people. I like having fun. You know. Should I like? Will it be too soon after a Giants loss like that? Can we have fun? No. Vote no. for us. It's gonna piss people off real bad when I take a screenshot of my ballot and that's my name, and people are gonna be like, "You should take it serious." Blah blah. And I'm like, "Hey, like it's one vote. It probably wouldn't make that much of it. It's not gonna make a difference, really." And then people say, "Well, if everyone had your mindset, then nothing would happen." And then I would say, "Well, if everybody had my mindset, they would vote for me, and I would be the president." I want to check the standings in the in the in the NFC East. <laughs> We're two and a half games back. Two and a half games back, and next three games. Shut up. We're playing Washington, Philadelphia, and Cincinnati. Bobby, those are three winnable games. <laughs> Four and seven heading into the bye. It sucks. We have or a QB we, who keeps on losing, we, like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, for the most part. Wow. Wow. Way to throw Herbert on <laughs> the I had to do it. I had to do it. I have nothing else. I had to do it. I had to do it. It's just freaking Daniel Jones and Justin Herbert. Whenever it matters, they just can't get it done. I can't, can't find so a way. Loud. I literally can't threw it across the room and I can hear it. And it's people who don't understand. It's so, people who don't so, know how to get into the Patreon chat. And they're just commenting on the Patreon post. I see you. Find a way. Yeah, I'm not find sending you any that's, tutorials. That's what I'm going to say. Figure out the way I figure find, it out. Find a way. Um, follow us on social media, please, and follow and subscribe to the YouTube and wherever because clearly the the top notch analysis that usually we give after a game not happening today just just not happen. I gave some stats. I gave I gave some Justin stats about. Daniel Jones throwing the ball from 10 yards, 20 yards, etc. Average time to throw. Sterling Shepard was... His average separation today was the best out of any Giants wide receiver with an average of like four yards. So there you go. That's another stat. But follow us on social media for some just good Giants analysis as the week O-line goes O-line report Because this, be this, this is... Week. Yeah, O-line report will be fun this week. There's some good running plays to break down. Um... Will uh, now that Jason Garrett decided to actually recognize that the NFL is a passing league? Um, That's the thing. Like Garrett has sucked, but this past two games, the Eagles game, it was all right. You know, where it was like this should be the bare minimum of play calling. This game, it was like, like it was everything you kind of asked for. I know you can, you know, nitpick some like, oh, we, why are we running here? But I, I also think like that has went a little overboard. Where it's like sometimes you do need to run the ball. I get not that end of that drive. Yeah, se- second and ten. Yeah, but there's there's sometimes on second and ten where the defense shows you two high safeties and the linebackers are playing six yards off the ball, and it's like you need to run the ball right here. You need to run the ball right here with Alfred with Alfred Morris. No, we need to run the ball without Morris on our team. Um, it's unreal. It's unreal. What was going to be my point? What was going to be thing. my point? Oh no, here's my point. Do you think teams are going to start to blitz us less? Now that Jones is recognizing that it's a passing league, I say no because Jones is going to continue to Not make after mistakes. This game, if we play Washington and they do that no. and they and we burn them, 
like we should have tonight, then no. Tim Coffey said that Gordy's Bridge is comfy. Honestly, it is. My truck oh. broke down too. What a crappy freaking week. What a cr- I had a bad day at work today. Week. You know, just bad, just bad omen all, all around. All right, what 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 do we say? Are, are, are we good? Yeah, I guess. Sorry for the for the. This is this is definitely our worst. It's election post game podcast. Election day. Who cares? No one's listening. People, pe- the Happy only holiday. people who are like really listening first time are here to hear like, what do they say about Jones? Because they want to be like, because they because they think we just we think you they got think it. we blindly defend them. That's what they're listening for. You got it. You 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 got it. I didn't need to really piggyback. I I didn't really feel the need to. I felt like you really you really got him. You held Jones accountable. Good for you. Yeah, I mean we do every single week, but. People are just douchebags. We just don't do it in the way that sometimes people like, which is we okay. We don't do it in the way that Mike okay. Francesa does it, which people hate Francesa, right. but they, people re- like people don't realize how close they are to, you know, they say opposites attract. That's why I don't like, I don't hate Francesa. I don't hate Skip Bayless because they're the opposite of us. The people who hate them are very similar to them. Bam. Getting deep on this podcast. Oh, breaking, breaking. Won't be breaking by the time you're listening to this, but Darius Slayton has a bright future in this league. Do you want to know who Alan tweeted Robinson. that out? Allen Robinson. I did a mock draft video, and I took Jamar Chase in it, and I know all the comments, even though I just did a disclaimer that I did this before the Monday Night Games. Look, you got to take QB. You got to take QB. You got to take QB. Who cares? It'll get views. All right. Here, I, have a, I have a take. I have a take that I think as of week 8, 2020, this is what I was thinking. Dummies don't think know how to the figure Giants out to get need on an Patreon. E- I can hear you commenting. Dummies. Go ahead. The Giants need a edge rusher much more than they need a wide receiver. If we're talking dominant players, like a good wide yeah, receiver yes. would be better than a good edge rusher, but a dominant edge rusher would be better yes. than a dominant wide receiver. Yes, I 100% you know, That's agree. why it's like yes. the whole idea. It's like, well, pass coverage is better than, you know, um, pass rush. It's like, well, technically. But also, it's like, I would rather have the best pass rusher than the best corner. It's we're not. That's an off-season conversation. And honestly, we both agree with it on it. Um, all right, let's end this damn podcast. Piss off. Screw you. And oh. let's go, Big Blue.